I just want to live a simple and good life. I want to make a little money. I want to have a successful career. I want to marry. I want to have children. And perhaps I want to have grandchildren. Or maybe you're saying, I want to climb the ladder and be someone. I'm tired of having no money and little opportunity. Sometimes you think, well, if I'm just a decent person, things will all pan out in the end. I really don't need to be super radical. That's for fanatics. Good morning and welcome to God's Resistance. God's Resistance is local in Wilkes-Barre in the Wyoming Valley and spreading elsewhere. If you need someone to talk to or pray with and are interested in joining a small group to help you live as a disciple of Christ, stay tuned for contact info. My name is Eric Samborski, and I want to thank you for tuning into God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the devil, and the world. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. right here on WITK 1550 a.m. and 94.7 FM. If you miss the radio program, then look for God's Resistance podcast on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube at 9 a.m. on every Sunday where these are uploaded, and you'll find other content on there as well. You can find us at all of the social media handles, but um, godsresistance.com, Facebook, Twitter, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble at God's Resistance, and you spell it G-O-D-S-R-E-S-I-S-T-A-N-C-E. Make sure to like, follow, and turn on notifications for helpful spiritual content, and you can contact us at gods.resistance at gmail.com or give us a call at 570-362-7782. Now let's listen in on today's briefing. Whether we realize it or not, you and I are constantly forming foundations. Think about it all the way back to your childhood. You are forming a foundation of behavior for the rest of your life. We can kind of distill it down into habits. We're forming habits of actions, habits of reactions, habits of emotions, habits of finance, habits on our outlook of life. We continue to do things repeatedly over and over and over again, and it lays a foundation from which the rest of our life really is built on top of. So we have a choice. We can build unconsciously or consciously. The truth is, being the the foundation is being built no matter what choice we make, and there's no way around that. That's just simple fact of life. But think about this: when we build buildings, we're intentional and calculated about the foundation. And even more so, if we are going to use the building ourselves. I mean, think about it. If you're building a building because uh, maybe it's going to house your, bu- your business inside of it. And you're going to have employees that are in there. And you yourself are going to be in there. You're going to want to take the time to make sure that that building is good. It's, the foundation is stable. You want a strong and sturdy building for some years. You don't want to have to redo this over and over again. It's the same with a house and probably even more so. You spend more time inside of your house and at least living in it, and you get your family in there if you have a family. You want to build a proper foundation so the house doesn't collapse on you. We want to put intentional and calculated focus on the foundation. I did stonework for years uh, before coming into the ministry more full-time, but I remember if, if the foundation is bad when you do a retaining wall, then the wall is just going to fall apart. So I have two, two stories. One is that uh, I worked with my father, and my father taught me for every, and now I'm going to show that I've not been doing this for a while, but I believe it was every three feet 
above ground, there needed to be one foot underground for a foundation. That was for dry stack stone walls, not for um, ones with mortar in it. But for every three feet above, there needed to be one foot underneath. And there needed to be so much crushed stone that was down in the bottom for drainage so there wasn't frost heave and all that. Your base stones had to be some pretty beefy stones. And you needed to level those stones side to side and front to back. And then you would lay that foundation all the way for the rest of your entire wall. Well, I built enough walls with my father uh, doing that over and over again. And they've sturdy walls. And for all I know, uh, the last time I checked, some walls have been there 15, 20 years and they're still um, in good shape. They haven't fallen over. They're still retaining hillside, all that because we did it right. And we paid attention to the foundation. I do remember working for another landscaping outfit. Some years um, I moved and I wasn't near my father, so I tried to take my work and go elsewhere. Well, I worked for this other man and he was not of that mindset. He, He would say, why is it taking so long for you to build this stone wall? I calculated this, this, and this, and this is how it should be. And he literally got out of his air conditioned truck and he just started picking up stones and slamming them on top of the wall and, and the, the foundation had already been set to some degree, and I can't vouch for the entire thing because there was more than me just doing the foundation stones, but he's slamming all this stuff on here, and that's how you do it. And he was really angry, he gets in the car. Uh, I saw that wall afterwards. They spent, the customer spent over $60,000 on this wall, and yet it was garbage. It was, it was going to fall apart. No questions asked. It looked terrible. And he told me, you can put this in your portfolio. And I thought, I'm not, that's not going to my portfolio. I don't want anybody to know that I had anything to do with that wall because it's in bad shape. So we need to pay attention to our foundations. If we don't do it right from the beginning, we have trouble. Things are going to fall apart. In the times of Jesus, the Pharisees built whole religious frameworks around the laws of Moses and God. So here we've got the laws of Moses and God, and then they build a religious framework on top of all of this. Their foundation really did nothing for their heart or soul except distract them from the true heart of God. Jesus said that he was and is the chief cornerstone. So the question as we go through this lesson is, what foundation is your life built upon, listener? We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. And we're going to start right away here in verse 24. Jesus said, Therefore, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So therefore, I've said this many times, when you see therefore, see what it's there for. There's context here. And the therefore is, whosoever hears these sayings of mine. The sayings of his is everything he's been saying in the Sermon on the Mount from the beginning of Matthew chapter 5 all the way until this point. Let me just go through this list. The poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The mourning, those are the ones that are comforted. The meek, they inherit the earth. The hungry for righteous, the hunger, those that are hungry for righteousness shall be filled. The merciful obtain mercy. The pure in heart see God. Peacemakers are sons of God. The ones that are persecuted for righteousness sake have the kingdom of heaven as theirs. We are to be salt and light of the world and we're not to hide the light of the gospel that's inside of our lives under a bushel. The righteousness that Christ gives far exceeds outward obedience to the law. Murder begins in the heart of one who's angry. Adultery begins in a lustful heart. Marriage is a sacred bond. Oaths are forbidden. Just mean what you say. Go the second mile. Go above and beyond. Love your enemies. 
Give with a heart that is single towards God. Pray with a heart that's single towards God. And he, Jesus mentioned, don't meaninglessly repeat prayer. Do it in secret. Don't do it to be seen. And then he taught us with the Lord's Prayer. Here's how you pray. Fast to please God only. Lay up your treasures in heaven. Have your eyes single upon God and not the things of this world. Serve God alone and not money. Do not worry. Do not judge hypocritically. Persist in prayer. Ask, seek, knock. Enter the straight gate and walk the narrow way. Discern the reality of people by their fruits. And don't just be a Christian in name saying, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all this for you? So that is what Jesus is talking about. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, you just heard them, dear listener, but it's not just that. Let's talk about hearing just for a moment. It is important that we tune our ears to hear. He said, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, we're tuning our ears to hear the voice of God. And we're doing that through the revelation of the Bible. There's a lot of people that say, God told me this and God told me that. If what you say God told you is going against the Bible, then God didn't tell you that. So that's why I say we're, we are tuning our ears to hear the voice of God through the revelation of the Bible. Jesus said that many in his day, and here it is still in our day, many are dull of hearing. It's still the same today. We need to be careful how we hear. You need to be careful how you hear. Be careful of having selective hearing when it comes to God, when it comes to the revelation that comes through the Bible. Sometimes it's like we want to hear all the things that are nice and that comfort us, but when the things cut close to us, bring conviction on our hearts and basically tell us that we're not in the right place, we've got to be careful to not have selective hearing. Hearing is essential for us to know how to do something or even what to do. So he said, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and it's it doesn't stop at the hearing. He says, and doeth them. Whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. So I think that this is pretty straightforward. Jesus has obedience it being expected of Jesus if you're going to be a true follower of his. And so many today cry against that concept. That if you're a Christian, you're going to obey God. You're not going to obey some of what he says. You're going to obey all of it because something happened inside of your heart and you love him now and your, your obedience springs from a love toward him. You don't want to work against him. I already lived a whole life like that. Why do I want to continue living like that? What's the salvation of Jesus if he has not made a change in my heart? What's the salvation of Christ if I have not victory over the sins of this world and the lusts of my own heart? What is that salvation? Well, the, the real answer is it is no salvation. But so many today cry against obedience to God, obedience to the gospel, as legalism. I would say to those people, then, according to this verse, take up that legalism with Jesus himself, because these are Jesus' words. Jesus said, heareth them these sayings of mine, and doeth them. There's no, there's no like, if you want to do them. It's like, you hear it, and you do it. That's what Jesus said. Christianity, no doubt, is a state of being. It's a state of being holy. And that results in acts of righteousness and goodness as an outflow of an inward life. So if we think through this logically, basically, if I don't 
live a holy life and my my life isn't righteous in the fact that people can see my good deeds and that they are in fact good then that points back to my heart again and says that I don't really have that salvation Jesus wants to give we also have to be careful on the outside because a lot of times people try and do good on the outside but they don't have reality within you know god has so constructed us it's really hard to be a faker although there have been some that have done it successfully and that's to the shame of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, and it's to the shame of that person who's done it falsely uh, representing Christ, being an ambassador that has basically ruined the reputation of his master. Now, I know God can take hold of his, his reputation and can keep it. I guess I would just interject that here. It's, it's a grief uh, to think about um, Robbie Zacharias and the scandals that have gone in his life, sexual scandals. And he seemed to have somewhat hidden this for years. God, it was never hidden from God's sight. I don't, I don't know in the last legs of life where Robbie Zacharias was. God's the righteous judge, and he's going to do rightly. But that is not a Christian life. If we lump all that together and we look at what happened with Robbie Zacharias and we say to ourselves, well, if that's what Christians are, I want to have nothing to do with it. That's the wrong way to look at it. We need to say, well, if he said he was a Christian, but I look in the Bible and that's not how a Christian acts. Christianity stands firm and God's truth stands firm, even if people are not faithful. You and I, our part is, am I going to hear God's word and do it? That is what we need to know. So don't be tricked out of your reward of heaven by some smooth talker that tries to tell you that you really don't need to live a holy life. There's plenty of those, and it's just distasteful. Really, if you hear people talk like that, you should just kind of turn away. Because you know in the depth of your soul and your conscience that when people talk like that, that's not what's inside of that book. It doesn't matter what kind of you know, mental gymnastics you have to go through to try and make me believe that. Any simple person can read the Bible and realize, Jesus wants me to live a holy life. God wants me to live a holy life. So in Jesus' words and heart, holy living is the proof of inward reality, according to even this verse. I heard this quote just recently, and it, it struck me. It's, it's awesome. Content or information does not make a movement. Content or information must lead to action, and action creates a movement. What are you talking about, you may be asking? I'm thinking about the spread of the gospel in this world that we live in right now. There's no spreading of the gospel solely by information. If we just get information, we could be stagnant. It just dumps in and comes out. I mean, we're bombarded with so much information anyways. How much of it really sticks inside? But if we take the information that comes in and then act upon it, it becomes real and true. And that's the same for the Christian life. A movement of the spread of the, of the kingdom of God through the gospel is had by people that hear God's word and do it. They obey. He said with these, I will liken this person who hears and does these things of mine unto a wise man. So here is wisdom. The wise man builds his house upon a rock. And he said, the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Think about it. Here comes a guy. He wants to build a house. He's searching for a place to build it. Now, in those times, they probably didn't, they may have had something similar to cement, but not, not the concrete that you and I have. We can just say, I want my house right here, and then we build a concrete foundation, which is like a rock. 
those times they would have sought for a rock. They would have looked around, found a rock, and then fastened their house to this rock and built on top of it. They would have had that. So he's saying the man that builds his house upon a rock is a wise man. Why? Because then when rain comes, a flood happens, winds are blowing viciously, and it just beats against the side of the house, because of the foundation it's standing on, the house still stands firm. It's not going to fall over. So Jesus is saying that it's a sure foundation to build your faith and practice upon his teachings. You will stand the storms of life. Nothing can shake you off the foundation of Jesus Christ. In case you've just tuned in, you are listening to God's Resistance, where we resist sin, self, the world, and the devil. You can hear us every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK, 1550 a.m. and 94.7 FM. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at God's Resistance. That is G-O-D-S-R-E-S-I-S-T-A-N-C-E. You can also email us at gods.resistance at gmail.com or call us at 570-362-7782. Picking up in verse 26, we see the inverse of what we just looked at. The wise man that built his house on a rock, somebody that hears and does. Let's look in verse 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, remember the ones I said in the beginning, all of what is in the Sermon on the Mount, whoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. So again, he starts and he says, everyone and everyone. God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't have pet people. It's just the people that love him and obey him. Those are his. And anyone that does that, doesn't matter what you know, class and society you're a part of, doesn't matter your social status, doesn't matter your ethnicity, doesn't matter your upbringing, doesn't matter if you're smart or if you, you know, dropped out of high school. It, has, it makes no difference to God. He said, everyone that hears these sayings of mine. That goes to the positive that we were talking about before, and it also goes to what we're going to look in here. Notice that he says, there still are people that hear. There's, there's loads of people that hear, rather. Still, something is important. They're, they're still listening. They hear it. They listen. You know, it, it's going in. And it's a given, as far as Jesus is concerned, that many people are hearing the truth throughout, especially America. There may be other places in the world where people aren't hearing the gospel. They call those unreached people groups. There are tribes and stuff all throughout the world that still have never yet heard the gospel. That's hard for us to believe in this Western world, this Western culture, but it is true. But you and I, we're in America, which was founded upon Christian principles. Our very laws are built off of the Ten Commandments and built off of the laws that are found inside of the Old Testament. That's why America has been so good and so great for such a long time, because it had had a strong moral compass something absolute to build things off of and not just make laws up, although we've done plenty of that too. What's going on here is people are hearing the truth. People are hearing the sayings of Christ in America. We can amass knowledge to ourselves. Think about the television pumping into you. 
here it comes, here it comes, more. You know, they're, and, and really the people that come on the television, they tout themselves as experts. They're, here's an expert in this field, here's an expert in this field, and an expert in this field. And I'm not saying uh, that some aren't, but there's probably a whole lot of people on there that really don't know half of what they're talking about, uh, but they're nevertheless promoted, and there they are. Or maybe they paid to get a television spot. Also, we've got radio. And here you are listening to the radio. So I'm pumping a bit of information into you. And not just me. You can turn off to different stations uh, and, and get talk radio. You can get music things and culture and everything. So much more and more information coming at you. And then, of course, probably the largest medium of knowledge is the Internet. And that's the mass you know, production of knowledge. That's where pretty much everybody's going. So on, on the internet, I mean, you can go to blog posts, articles, forums, you can go through all that stuff, but now YouTube, social media, really, that's where pretty much everybody goes for almost everything. Uh, I do remember in college um, that they, and when I say college, I did one semester of community college and I really didn't care enough to continue in that. Then later, after I gave my life to God, I did some um, online college with a uh, Bible school in college, and then I did home study course stuff too. So I've done, I've done some learning, maybe not as traditionally as others have. However, now I remember in writing papers, they would tell us in college, uh, Wikipedia is not a good source of information. If you put that on your paper, people will not take you seriously. However, that's what happens. You know, we have a culture of people that we think we know so much stuff, and yet we can look on there and who's, who's to say that the information we're getting is even correct? They're rewriting information and, and it's, everything's so dishonest. So here we've got hearing happening all the time, pumping into our minds. Some of it may be true. Some of it may not be true. We don't really, really even know. I, I think some of them we know better than others, but it's just this pumping, hearing, hearing, hearing. The thing is, hearing is different than listening. And parents understand what I'm talking about. Your child can hear your voice, but when they listen, that's when they stop and soak in what you're saying and act on it. So hearing is different than listening. He says, everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, that's everybody, and doeth them not. Okay, so this is different from what we looked at before. Doeth them not. All those things that are in the Sermon on the Mount, if you hear that and you don't do them, He's talking to you. There are professional learners. Think of those that continue uh, to further their education. They add more and more doctorates, PhDs to the end of their name. And uh, there's a whole lot of them, in my estimation, I could be wrong. It's like, it's like that they won't ever get any career whatsoever. Their career is to just continue to learn. And um, there's some people that have gone through all that learning that contribute to, to society very well. Some are successful when they continue to further and add doctorates to their names over and over again, and some aren't. But what about the doers? What about the people that instead of just continuing to get information dump in their mind, actually do something with their information? There are those that formally learn little, and they do that well, and they turn their knowledge into immediate action. So I just bring a couple names that are pretty well known in our culture. Steve Jobs, he dropped out of school. Bill Gates dropped out of school. Mark Zuckerberg, he dropped out of school. Here's some people right now that dropped out of school and are tremendously successful because they took the little knowledge they had and they put it to action. We have people from the past, George Washington. He never took a college course and still managed to be the most influential person of his time. Instead of getting a formal education, 
he earned a surveyor's certificate. Abraham Lincoln, he was self-taught lawyer and became president of the United States and a very successful president. Albert Einstein, he dropped out of high school at 15 years old and he discovered that the strict disciplinary enforcement of the education system at the moment just wasn't for him. So failing the entrance exam to the prestigious Swiss Federal Institute of Technology a year later, it took him a little while to discover that his talents lie not in mathematics, but in physics. So here's a guy that dropped out of high school, and yet we, we would call Einstein brilliant. We, we use his name to describe other people that are smart. But we find these people, they maybe didn't have that formal learning and just didn't get all this information dump, perhaps like we would think, you know, well, I went to college, I've got this degree and I've got that, and yet they put action to it. He's saying, if you hear these sayings of mine and do them not, Here's where the problem is. Jesus is concerned with the doing, as I said before, but here we're talking about the peril of not doing, the peril of disobedience. We're talking about the sloth and the sluggard. Christianity results in a radical change of being, which then results in a radical change of doing. He says the person that hears and does not, hears, they're like they built on a foundation of sand. It says, the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So here it is. If you don't build your life on the sayings of Jesus Christ, if you don't hear his sayings and do them, then you're like the man that built his house upon the sand. We go through all this trouble trying to build something on the sand that's going to last, and it just gets washed away. Think about it. If you've ever been to the ocean, you you can you got to calculate where you're going to build the sandcastle because when the tide rises and comes in, it washes that away so easily. Think about it even when you're standing in the ocean. Your feet are on the sand and you can feel the sand being pulled out from under your feet. And if you stand long enough uh, in, in one spot, you will find that you have moved a little bit because of the way the sand has gone. And think about building an entire house upon sand. That's what Jesus is talking about. So the storms of life come to you dear listener, that hear Jesus' sayings and, do, and don't do them, adversity, deaths, financial loss, loss of health, that comes at you and your life falls apart. And I'm not saying that a Christian, uh, you know, when that happens, doesn't feel the pain of it and doesn't have struggles and things they've got to work through, but they're on a solid rock. It doesn't completely destroy them, but others are completely destroyed. A young man in this whole uh, Reddit thing that just happened where they were um, buying up the short stocks he did something with a, a stock trading app, and I read he killed himself because he thought he owed like $100,000 or $700,000 or something crazy like that. It just happened to be a glitch in the system. So when that falls out from under you, is that where your foundation is? Are you all done? Think about the storm of life, the biggest one, your death, the entrance into eternity. Like building your foundation upon movable sand. That's what it's like if you don't hear the sayings of Jesus and then obey them. The foundation of sand may be fame, money, success, or just the lusts of life. I want my best life now. I want whatever I want, and I just want to do it right now. Just leave me alone. If you are like that, dear listener, Jesus said, you hear my words and you don't do them. You're like the foolish man that built his house upon the sand. Let me ask you, dear listener, do you listen to truth? I think every one of us would say, yes, I want to listen to truth. Truth is never at odds with God because God is truth. Jesus said, 
He was the way, the truth, and the life. Do you listen to the eternal truths that concern your soul? What effect does the truth have upon you? Are you just a hearer? Do you just hear it and do nothing? Or are you a doer also? Are you unconcerned about the foundation of your life? I just want to plead with you, don't, don't be so foolish with the most important foundation ever in life. Are you standing upon the rock, Jesus Christ? Or are you standing upon the sand, which is all the values of this world, all the, all the selfish values of people? If you're on the wrong foundation, you can repent today and walk with God in truth. Your next step is to call 570-362-7782 or email gods.resistance at gmail.com and introduce yourself to me. I want you to set up a time so we can meet together. Uh, I can coach and help you further to walk with God. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You should do that. You'll get more teaching and preaching to help you on your journey. You may connect with others that are on their journey as well. Tell your friends about this broadcast every Sunday at 9 a.m. on WITK and our social media accounts. And above all, join the resistance, God's resistance. A special thank you to Spectacular Sound Productions for giving permission for the use of the song Heroes and Monsters, which was edited and used in part on this production. The permission was granted under Attribution Share Alike 4.0 International Creative Commons License. That license may be found at https colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by hyphen essay forward slash 4.0 forward slash legal code.